welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy. I'm Mike. What's going on? And Derek, we are in restricted airspace, sure. which most people don't realize, but you will soon. Uh, we are here at 12 Gates Brewing, so we should start with introductions, and then we'll dive right into all the fun-filled things that is 12 Gates. You guys want to introduce yourself? Sure. I'm AJ Tetzlaff. I'm the account executive here at 12 Gates. Uh, I'm John Rashko. I'm a brewer here at 12 Gates. Love it. Have you guys been, so 12 Gates has been around for quite a while, right? right? So how long have you got, like, when did 12 Gates start? I believe it started in 2015. 12, 12, 15. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, I started here 2016. So I wasn't here at the beginning. Okay. But I've been here for a while. Um, I remember the first Rock the Gates, I think, was 2015 as well. So that's our big big party um but yeah 2015 is 12 12 2015 is when everything started was that planned because of 12 gates absolutely perfect yeah, okay. yeah. i was hoping so yeah me too it'd have been a weird coincidence if it oh, wasn't yeah. they had the big <laughs> billboard as you're going down the 33 oh really you know coming soon 12 12 15 that's sweet yeah we still got pictures of the billboard what so what happens to the billboard afterwards do you guys keep it Oh, or do they just rip it down and recycle it? They probably rip it yeah. down. I couldn't tell you. That's I could ask sad. Tom, the owner, but yeah. I don't know. Where would you keep that? That is massive. Well, so are their tanks, well, that's dude. That's a good point. They so could put it somewhere. That's a good point. So we started talking before we pressed record, and you guys have an insanely massive setup. Thank I mean, you. this is one of the biggest setups that I, I've seen. Mm-hmm. Did you start with that, and you're just like, we're just going to crush it right off the bat. We're not going to start with a smaller system, or did you start with a smaller system? I Like I said, I, I started in 2016, so... When I actually came in, they got the small pilot system okay. afterwards. But I think they did some small batches to start, but then they went right into big batches, brewing, sure. brewing thirty barrels at a time, sixty barrels. Then our tanks are sixty barrels, so they hold. So we brew double batches into them. Um, but yeah, they went right into it. And how many tanks do you have? We have six fermenters and one bright tank. A bright tank's the finishing tank. So for people that don't know, what is that general ballpark conversion? How many cans does that produce? Uh, One batch. Six, uh, so for 60 barrels is 1,860 1, gallons. So about for 12-ounce cans, I think it's around, give or take, 700, 750 cases. That's ridiculous. Yeah, those are long days. Very we when we were doing those, those were very long, tiring days. What's hours wise? Is that like a twelve to fifteen hour day? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. For a double brew day, um, that's usually we'll mash in about six and leave here around seven. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, we yeah. And those then, are my favorite days. Oh, I'm yeah. sure because there's just endless beer. Yeah, and we don't. Yeah, and I actually have to see the bar staff because you know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For now, we're, I'm usually, we're, you know, we usually start early, so we're out of here before. We want to be out of here before the bar is up and mm-hmm. running because we don't want to uh, disrupt the flow. Sure. So, but those days we were we were here long and then by the end of the day you're just like yeah might as well pour a drink or right. beer yeah seriously so when yeah. did you start aj i started august of last year but i've been kind of like a bar fly of this place for since they've opened oh yeah so i'm a musician and i've been playing in here i used to do like every week and i was just really good friends with a lot of the owners just hung out all the time and then one day they said hey we need a new guy to I'll be that guy. Because <laughs> you probably knew all this stuff oh, already, sure. right? Well, kind of. I didn't really know the distribution end. Sure. That's like really what I handle is getting us into the stores, getting us into the bars. And I didn't really know that too well. But as a musician, I knew all the bar owners. So all of them. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a nice transition. I didn't have to drive all over town and introduce myself. I just kind of said, hey, I'm going to swing by. I got a new job. Sure. And that's really cool. Were they received... Or how was that received? Well, where they were just like, dude, that's super exciting because now I have yeah. a good contact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It was great because they would call me for music and now they get to call me for beer. So I just get to see them. That's awesome. All the time. So going back to 2016 when you joined, you we talked also about how the beer scene has exploded in Buffalo in like the last five years. But you guys were ahead of that. What was it like being a brewery back in 2015 before everything really started picking up? Um. It it seemed it seemed like a lot busier, um, and, it, and a lot more basic. Mm-hmm. It, they're not. It was we our cores were cherry vanilla wheat, West Coast IPA, which is still our core, and uh, coffee porter, which is still our one of our cores. There weren't sours in the market. New Englands were kind of starting off, mm-hmm. but you know it, it was hard, it's hard for Buffalo to replicate New England style beer because it's a different geography mm-hmm. um i mean like and then like our cherry vanilla wheat we we had a lot of weeded fruited wheat beers and that's completely now died off and i feel like it's now all fruited sours um so yeah that that the big difference was like fruited wheats are not i don't see much of them anymore and it's all fruited sours now where did sours come from is that a west coast thing that finally made its way to Buffalo? It might be. I, I remember sours, like when I was in school, uh, I did a we did a project on sour beer, but it was like, like different, like real sours. It was like, I don't, I have to, I'm, it's been so long, I don't even remember. They're, they're fermented with wild yeast, and they can contaminate your whole brew house, your whole fermenters, and like anyone who does them, they don't, they were doing them like off off site mm-hmm. like in a different site um and then kettle, kettle sours just blew up because you you can uh, boil them in the kettle and kill all the contamination so that just boom once people figured out doing that a uh, california because they were i think they were originally called like california commons or something oh okay and then um oh, what's the other one uh there were like wheat beers but then you would add the syrup and after I, I'm blanking on the name uh, New York Beard Project had it on to Berliner oh Ber- yeah Berliner Weisses oh, okay. yeah those were kind of like similar to what the, t- to the traditional sour is now today 
the kettle sour that you see everywhere. Because the beer scene in like even San Diego is just ridiculous. It's almost similar to yeah. here where they have just a ton of different craft breweries. Literally, you could just walk and then by the end of the day get blitzed and then not have the same beer twice just because there's so many different options that you can do. And we actually learned that from Carl at Pressure Drop where he goes, yeah, you could just go all through the West Coast between California and then Oregon and just pick a different place that you wanted to drink at. And then over the course of a month, there'd still be options at the end of the month rolling into the next month that you can try that you haven't been to yet. It's just fascinating. And right before we started recording, you were talking about how Buffalo drinks an insane amount of beer. He was the (laughs) one who actually told me that. Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, he's got a lot of, yeah, he was the one who told me, I, I would, it was uh, in Albany. He said, I think he, his, his quote was, anytime he talks, I listen. <laughs> uh, it was, he said, that's why I came here. Like, Buffalo per capita drinks the most beer or something that's along why. those lines. Yeah, which, I mean, cheers for uh, for us, but there's yeah. also some reasons why we don't stop drinking. So yeah. <laughs> it's all okay. It's going to work out. So with 12 grades, you guys have a interesting story, but... What do we know about the backstory of how 12 Gates came about? Like, where are the other 11 Gates? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you the, the owners, you know, they, they're all into uh, the appraisal business and, you know, like real estate. And I guess they were just a bunch of guys that drank together and they're all buddies. And they said, wouldn't it be cool if one day we just opened up a brewery? And, and I know that um, some of the investors were trying to get involved with opening up some of the other, other breweries. And then that didn't work out, and then they started this one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but Tom Kirchmeyer's the he's the principal owner and the founder. And anywhere I go in Hamburg, everybody just knows him. You know, they say, "Oh, Tom, oh, Tom." <laughs> he's just a name known around town. I think he was such a barfly everywhere that he just wanted to make beer, and he was kind of coming up with that scene when the craft beer explosion started. You know, they got on top of it right away. Mm-hmm. But they're also just huge craft beer enthusiasts. So these guys go on vacations and that they'll do the same thing they'll start from san diego and go to oregon if they could but really they they mostly go to like vermont yeah they love yeah they they're big uh new england fans the new yeah. england ipa fans. not new england patriots fans obviously not. <laughs> no one's a fan of them no <laughs> we uh, actually make a lot of blasphemy. new england beers and we don't call them new england's we just yeah. call them hazy because we just don't <laughs> want to associate i, I don't that. think in new, when we took our ride to uh me our head brewer matt Gordon and um, uh, Kevin, the manager, owner, uh, Kevin Laylock, we took a ride to Treehouse, and that's in Massachusetts, and they don't call them New England's there either. I think they just call them IPAs. I don't even know if they call them Hazy's, because that's just the way they were. But I remember like noticing they didn't call them New England IPAs there. They were just Hazy or just IPAs. Hmm. Yeah, because everything there is probably based on their water and stuff is yeah. hazier. So we talked about your flagships a little bit about like what sells. Those were the ones that have always been around. Is the the porter, the IPA, right? Yes, and we don't do the the weed anymore. Right. Um, our flamingo is probably our our coarse fruited beer. Would you say? Yeah, ponchos kind of come. Yeah, in. yeah, those. Poncho yeah, so, yeah legacy lager is really taken over the where that left off yeah is there a big difference between what you see on the distribution side and what people are picking up in stores versus what the tap room sees and what yes. is consumed there really yeah. well what's the difference that you see well Wes, the way the distribution works is they look at 
the amount of beers that are sold, like how many units move per week, how much their stock is. So like how much it would take to keep on a shelf to fit a certain time period. Mm-hmm. And the West Coast IPA is our best seller because it moves X number of units per week. And they have such um, so many beers to keep on the shelves. Sure. So on the dry shelves... That's kind of more the um, the one-offs and the other beers that don't sell that much. So anything that gets anything that's cold or that sells really fast goes into the cooler. Anything that doesn't goes into the dry shelves. So what I'm seeing is our one-offs with the sours are flying on shelves, but they're one-offs, so they don't ever sell enough to give uh, the the big stores the numbers to say, look how well this is selling. Let's put it in the cooler. It's going to be around year round. Oh, okay. So. And the way that that's organized is the hot sellers go in certain parts of the shelves. So they'll go eye level, they'll go in the end caps, and then the other beers, like some of our core beers that maybe don't move as much per week or per month, will go in a different part of the store. And it's kind of my job to make sure that the beers that are moving really well get placed on certain parts of the shelves. And ones that aren't moving, you know, we kind of try to put them into the, you know, build your craft pack or something. Are there beers that you just brew for like cans or distribution, or is it you just brew everything and then we throw it here and then we package some and we send it off? So that's they do pilots for the tap room. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I showed you our pilot yeah. system. So yeah, pilots will be just an idea. Like, like I'll come to Matt. Like, hey, I was thinking about this the other day, and then, you know, when we get an open tap, yeah, all right, we could try that. Um, so those only will make about two kegs, and those are only for um, to sell over the bar mm-hmm. here for pints. Um, but then everything else, though, that's brewed on the large scale is canned and um, and kegged as well. Except for uh, Boneyard. Can we talk about Boneyard? Boneyards are... Uh, that goes to Barbell. Yeah, that's our house IPA that for, for Barbell. Oh, sweet. So that's not canned or nothing. That's sold just to Barbell. So you just make a beer just for their tap? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they love it. Yes. Yeah. And they go through like 100 kegs of it a year. How did that partnership start? Uh, the owner, Tom, I want to say his niece, I'm going to get this wrong, married into the Barbell owner's nephew or something. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It's... You know, by marriage. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's still a sweet partnership to be able to do that. And then they're just like, let's just have partner with you guys and have a beer that's solely for us. Yep. Yeah. It's really cool. They're our number one account. Yeah. I mean, um, by by far. It started only at the Barbell North, right? And now we're at mm-hmm. the other Barbell oh, okay. as well because it, it did so well in the beginning. So, yeah. So that's interesting that Barbell was like, we'll try it out at Barbell North. And then if it's a hit, then we'll move it into the OG. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And that's their best beer. Yeah. Uh, I think they have, they also have EBC's uh, they do. lager. Mm-hmm. It's like a house lager. Mm-hmm. But those are their two. That's really cool. It's just nice, too, because they're serving it in a frozen mug. So yeah. you're, you're kind of getting the best out of it, which is really cool. You know what? And uh, Kyle Brandt, you know, yeah. Bill's fan, mm-hmm. comes into town and he goes to Barbell. And he posts, you know, everybody, he was saying how everybody was giving him all this criticism about, like, the best wing in Buffalo and how you're supposed to get them. And he got the, I think he got the Cajun barbecue and everybody on his, you know, Twitter feed was just ripping on him for it. <laughs> so 
I'm looking at his photo and I'm thinking, man, he, he, he nailed it. He got the best one. But then I'm seeing that EBC lager. And so I had to send him a package and a letter that said, you should have got the 12. <laughs> you know, I was hoping he would open it on the show, but he never yeah. did. I sent him like a shirt. I sent him a whole bunch of stuff, like a care package, a four pack of the beer. And I'm like, you know, next time. <laughs> he never, I never heard anything back from him. Yeah. That's awesome. What other bars are you in? It's almost it's too a much at this list. point. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty good sized list. There's, uh, I don't know part? how many of the top 100. I'd say we probably have about 40 percent of those. Oh wow, 40 50 percent of the top 100 accounts in Buffalo. So we got a pretty good conversion. Are they just like one offs, or are they your West Coast IPA? Are they staples, or do they get some of the experimental stuff too, or is that all here? Not the experimental stuff, but they, they definitely get the one offs. I'm really trying to push um, Moonlight Fog because we just took the bronze award for the New York State Craft Brewers Association. Oh, congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Sick. Thank you. Yeah. That was, yeah. I wish Matt was here. To take credit. Yeah. yeah. It was his, it's his beer. Well, tell them congrats. I will. I will. I'll text them. I'll text them right home. Well, that one we're really trying to see, like, more accounts pick that up. We want to do, like, about 30 kegs, 30 to 50 kegs a month. And right now I think I I, I got it to 31 month, and then it kind of dropped back down to 10. I'm like, oh, man. So I got to, you know, step it up and go push that one. But uh, West Coast is still uh, – how many do we put a month? Uh, All I know is when we – like – when we package it, we we're brewing it a week later, like yeah. pr- pretty much wow. the same week. We, we have to brew it, package it, and then brew it again. So that's got to be difficult, though, for your specific position because there's only so many taps that you can take over at a right. bar. So is it always like we have to have one staple? And then how about you try this because yes. we we've heard this is good, yeah, yeah. Do you do you ask the owners like what their preferred beer style is? I've always been fascinated about that whole interaction between how somebody like you goes to a bar and's like, here, try this other one. That's tough. Bar owners are very difficult, you know. And I love them all. Yeah. I love all of them, but they're just. If you've ever done anything wrong to a bar owner, they will hold that grudge <laughs> as long. Like they'll never let it go. So, anytime you talk to them, you kind of feel that they have like this like affinity to one thing and you say like you know i would like to present this ipa to you and they say well i've got an affinity with this or this one time back in 1983 you know that guy threw a rock my way and i'll never buy his beer again and it's just funny how they're all like that so you kind of gotta you gotta know each bar owner and you gotta present the beer a certain way Mm -hmm. but um it is like that where you say um I'm going to walk in here and see if I can get you to buy this Moonlight Fog and have it on tap all year round. And then how's the Moonlight Fog selling? And then he goes, oh, it's really good. And, well, why don't you try this, you know, Blue Lou Lemon Sour? Sure. And then he goes, yeah, I'll give you a second tap panel. And that's kind of how it works. Okay, cool. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, it is. Just be, I, I figured it would be a more dragged out process instead of just a almost still the old school way of a handshake. It's a handshake. That's amazing. Yeah. That's refreshing. Because honestly. that's different from grocery stores or something, right? Like Wegmans, it's not... Yeah, that's all contract-based, yeah. isn't it? That's complicated. <laughs> because that's got to roll into his job where it's just like, hey, man, Wegmans needs A, B, and C and this amount. And he's just like, well, little heads up, man. That would have been really cool. <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah. It doesn't happen a lot, but isn't it a lot to do with... Uh, 
like square or not square root um yes like uh size sets. yeah like yeah, sets it's all about the size yes. of the packaging so there's three answers to this question and the three <laughs> so again it goes to the cold the dry shelves and then like the displays sure so there's the cold shelves are based on size and based on sales if you have a 30 pack of Coors Light it's got dimensions you know, or a 12 pack has dimensions. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy over at our distribu- our distribution company. He's the captaincy of that. And he knows all the dimensions of all the beers. And then he sits there and he figures it out down to where you can't even get your fingers between the boxes of beer <laughs> to get it out. But he's got those shelves so geometrically f- figured out that all those shelves are p- precise. And they build, they're called gliders, exactly to those dimensions of the cans and cases. <laughs> So they know how many uh, beers that they're going to go through in a week or in a month or whatever, and then they tell us, and then that's that's pretty much on like um, it's pretty robotic. Sure. So they know exactly what to order. Then there's the dry shelves, and the dry shelves are they don't sell as fast, but they're pretty random, and I kind of have more say. I can go up to the it's called the beer coordinator. He's like the guy in the store. That's his job. That's, That's amazing. Yeah, what a cool it's the job. greatest job in the world. <laughs> you get all the beer reps, you know, they come in the, and they're like, here, try this beer. And he goes, okay. You all know. right, we'll bring it in, I guess. Right, I guess. <laughs> Give me five of those. And and it's my job to present to him and say, okay, um, I've got this beer coming out. How many do you want? He says, I want five. Or he says, I want two. Last time you brought me that, it didn't sell. So it gave me one. And that that's kind of, you know, how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the displays. So we recently built these shelves, and I can now go into a Wegmans and say I have a shelf. It carries um, eight cases, and then I can say I want two of this, two of this, two of this. And then we go somewhere in the store and we set up a display, and then I basically have the say over what beer goes in there. And that's really cool. But those are your three answers. Can we give him a shout-out? Next door and makes our shelves. Oh, sure. Seven, what is it? Seven one six design. What designs? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He nah, he's next door to us. I think they're open another place, but real cool wood woodworking oh, stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys, if you ever went from sixteen ounce to twelve ounce, would give this guy a heart attack, right? No, yes, <laughs> we do both. Here. We have oh, you 16, do? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We have sixteen and twelve ounce. The shelves yeah. are built for the sixteen ounce. Yeah. And when you put a twelve ounce, it looks like uh, like it right. gets your OCD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not but, just. It's just not there. But, well, the other thing, too, is the 12 ounces kind of sell themselves because they're usually priced a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we do our poncho and, and we do like a table smasher, mulligan, yep, coffee quarter. So the prices of that are all lower than the 16 ounce ones. Um, when I get the displays, I try to get the one offs and the 16 ounce ones. So it, sure. it A, looks better on shelves, but B, also kind of helps promote the more expensive beer. Interesting. Were you guys always in this location? Yes. What yes. was the thought around getting into this location? Because you're kind of in like a uh, like a park. Right. Like a commerce park, right? Yeah, I don't know what the thought behind it is, but it it it, it turned out to it's like a blessing this in disguise because it's like people's hideaway. Like when people find it. Sure. At first it's hard for them to find, but then when they find it, it's like, Oh, this is our like secret spot. Right. And you get a lot of regulars that way and a lot of people coming back. It's got to be a cult following at this point. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I think it's a lot of geographics with all of the breweries. Not like every neighborhood kind of has their own. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so people in Williamsville, Chittawaga, they, you know, they come drink here. Yeah. People in uh, Orchard Park, they go drink at First Line. Mm-hmm. You know? so, so when it comes to your list of 
what restaurants you're in, what, my first thought was it's got to be primarily North Towns to start, and then it slowly pushed south. Is that essentially how that worked? Because organically, that makes a ton of sense. You would think that. Um, I think when we first started, Williamsville really popped. Picked, yeah, like mm-hmm. it was 12 Gates was in everywhere. But now, you know, you've got Brightsmith, and you got these other breweries mm-hmm. around. And, and I, I've actually seen Hamburg in... Uh, I would say Hamburg's probably selling the most of our beer. Like, when I think of all the places. Mm-hmm. Williamsville does a good job. Our, our largest accounts have traditionally been in Williamsville, but Hamburg, I can go pretty much anywhere and place a beer, and they do really well. I think they That's just awesome. go through a lot of beer. Yeah. There's a lot of beer drinkers in Hamburg, man. I love it. Yes, I mean, not no free shout-outs, but, like, Buteras, if you're getting a, an amazing pizza... A beer sounds really good with that, and, and it they makes just sense. started their own beer. You know, yeah, exactly. Beer, you know? It's crazy just because there's so many places and options, and all the outdoor seating, which leads us right into you guys. You have a lot of opportunity with the room that you have to basically cultivate a space, like you were saying, a hideaway to bring more people here. What's happening outside that you guys created that really just sets you? That's unique, basically, is my point. Sure, that's great. Well. We're the one place that you could watch airplanes land. Mm-hmm. That's always cool. But also every year we have uh, the Rock the Gates concert where we set up a big stage and a big production. And uh, we've been getting like 2,500 people here. So just outside, imagine, you know, this space holding 2,500 people. It actually grew so big and it grew so popular that this year we're going to have, we're going all out. And we actually hired the Gloria Sons. Really? So, yeah. You can fit 2,500 people out there? 2018 I think we had about that or 2017 but this year we've I don't know what the ticket sales are up to last I checked they were like 1900 two weeks ago but we're gonna actually put them in the back back here because there's more space but so where can people buy those tickets just in case if they're watching they want to get some is that Eventbrite Eventbrite? Uh, yeah I think even maybe Ticketmaster is it it's like a a link in the description yeah 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 it's I know if you go to the website, 12gatesbrewing.com. I can't see the poster there's a from link right to here. It. Actually, there's a poster right there. Does it say on there? 103.3 The Edge. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that on there. Cut that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Cut that. that. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. So you can come in. Sorry, yeah, this is yeah bad, so what is the event up. like? So if somebody hasn't attended before, what can they expect when they come? It's an all-day festival. You know, you're, uh, we start at 12 at noon. Yeah. And you got to pace yourself. To it's make. a music festival. Yeah. Okay. There's a it, band every hour. Yeah. And then there's beer, too. A and lot of it. Our beer, yeah. So, yeah, so we'll have... Um, there's going to be food trucks, I believe. Yep. I think we have five food trucks. Yeah. And then uh, we have a cider company, and then we have a winery, which is oh, cool. Freedom Run Winery is going to mm-hmm. be here. And then we'll just... It'll be our beer, and then a cider and the wine. And what we'll, I think we have four relief beer releases that day. Yep. Yeah, um, we got Pineapple Flow. Yep. The Summer Days, which is a hazy New England. And then two pilot batches. Uh, a Grudzinski, which is like a Polish beer. And then... Um, Sounds Polish. A strawberry ice cream sour. Ooh. And, yeah. So those, yeah. So those are those are pilots. Those will probably only be served in there. But the, the Pineapple Flamingo and Summer Days, our day series, will be sold in cans and pints. Okay. And yeah, at those uh, we're packaging pineapple flamingo tomorrow. That current came out really nice. 
and summer days is almost there. They'll be packaged by the end of the week, and that that's very tropical, very that's refreshing, very, yeah, yeah, soft. Yeah, we'll see how it co- finishes with the carbonation stuff, but it you know right now it, I tasted it this morning and it, it's really really good, really soft. It's got an amazing hop combination. Yeah, yeah, like well, all the tasty ones. <laughs> where do you guys source your ingredients per se? Are we allowed to say that? Uh, I don't any know. any local options. I'll I'll say that. Um, I, I, we we used to a couple of them stopped. Like okay, we were getting vertical vines was making. Yeah, one of we our were hops. using the hops. We were for vertical vines. Um, we got the New York honey from Bee Country. Yep. Um, yeah. Other than that, I think we're we use Attitudes know. Coffee. Yeah, Attitude Coffee mm. for our coffee porter. The rest is just uh, it, it, we're so large that I think we have to get everything in bulk. So it's that's fair. It's not very low. Uh, try to keep it as local as we can. Yeah. But like for your base malts, you know, we're, we're using a pallet, a full pallet for a, one batch. So uh, I think it's a Canada malt. I don't know if we're allowed to say that, but <laughs> I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah, I think it's it's just two row and Pilsner malt from Canada malt. You guys are just so large that it's like normally we ask those types of questions. We're like, oh, that's local. But it's like you guys can't. You are creating so much beer that yeah. it's probably tough to even keep up with demand with anybody that you do business with. Yeah. Um, no, uh, Matt's good about it. Matt, Matt's always on top of and me and Matt coordinate. Or, you know, I'm on the floor and I, you know, I always like to give him heads up when hey, we're running low on this and we make sure mm-hmm. we're always just. He, he, like, earlier you asked about um, getting caught, like, kind of getting caught with our pants down. You know, he says, hey, we need this. That really doesn't happen, though. Uh, Matt's pretty good. He's, like, two two months or so ahead. Okay. And I've, I've seen him um, in the office, you know, looking at next year's mm-hmm. schedule. Like, so he's, he's pretty ahead of schedule. And so ingredients-wise, we really never run out because... We're always, yeah. and we're also so big, so we we order enough to to always have it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Ready. So you're sustainable. Yeah. How many days a week do you brew? Uh, on a good week, uh, two. Okay. And then the other three days are you know cleaning, transferring, packaging. Um, yeah, about one to two days a week. Gotcha. There are places that are brewing five days a week. Um, Smaller systems, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, we we pretty much have beer in in mo- a couple of the tanks at all times, though. Sure. Hmm. That's so. cool. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine them? Just be like, I need I need all the honey you have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like every single bit of it. Yeah, yeah. it'd be the most Ron Swanson thing in the <laughs> when world. When we do uh, the, the whole sours, farm. when we do the sours, we we go to Wegman's. Um, we use yogurt to sour the beer. And yogurt. Yes. Yeah. There's a lac- lactobacillus in it that was sour that you sour the beer with. And um, you let it sit for, you know, I think we let it sit over the weekend. So we'll brew it Friday, finish it on Monday. Um, but Matt, we, we, since we're so big, we need like 12 of them. So like we clear out Wegmans. <laughs> so we'll, yeah. Like, what? We always think it's hilarious. Like, it's like you walk in and it's, it's all stocked up. And then we go early in the morning and then Matt just clears the whole thing out. <laughs> I didn't even know like that was even a thing now. Yeah, no, it's a normal thing. Yogurt. Interesting. I, yeah. So do you guys offer food here too? Or, yes. Okay. 
Well, what's your food menu like? It's like pizzas and like um, he does like a brisket taco and just kind of like cool pub food. Sure. It's, it's really um, good. Pretzels, stuff like that. Just typical bar food. Yeah, yeah quick in and out. Yeah. Enough to make you thirsty. Yeah. It's great, though. Like, I love having dinner here. Do you guys have takeout options or no? I think so. I don't see why we wouldn't. I know we have takeout boxes, but I don't, right. I don't <laughs> right. think we. I don't think it's like order ahead. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think that the goal is to have people stay and, and drink. Absolutely. Right. Which you have a lot of the. I mean, you have a lot of room for it inside, which is nice, especially just because who knows what the weather's going to be mm-hmm. specifically here in fifteen minutes. It, it could change, so it's nice that you guys have that that option. So you have your cooler here with all of or some of your options there. Do you try to have everything in cans at all times in the tasting room? Or, again, is it just kind of whenever we can fit it in, we'll bring it in? I think we try to do most of the stuff uh, that gets distribution up here, I guess. You know, just so people have another place to go mm-hmm. and get it and mm-hmm. buy it. Um, Buzz the Tower really doesn't get distribution. Ominous. And putting on the foil really didn't get a lot. It was sort of did, but it just a lot of we had made so much beer at that time. It was back in the fall and everybody at all the breweries were just making a ton of beer Mm -hmm. and the market really just didn't support it at the time. So the shelves were everybody was fighting for like a case or two. And then we got stuck with a lot of it. So we're trying to kind of move that along. We still have a lot of cases in the cooler that we're still trying to move, but um, those typically make it here. And then, of course, obviously are um, the new stuff. Yeah. And you guys are at this point now, we talked about bar distribution, but like grocery store stuff, basically wherever you can find beer you're at, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think yeah, so. Yeah, I've seen us in Walmarts. I, I believe Walmart. I saw us in a Walmart once. Uh, they get Target. West Coast, and I think that's about it. Sometimes Poncho mm-hmm. during the bill season. But Definitely tops and Wegmans, right? Yeah, we're all uh, the tops. A lot of gas stations. All I the Wegmans. Consumers. All, a lot of. The, oh all, yeah. yeah, every yeah. Consumers. consumers. Like they dictate a lot of. Yeah. How how much we package, right? Right. So they usually buy about forty cases of every one off, and uh, I think of our one off the sixteen ounce cans, and then the um, remainder of I think about forty to fifty go to Wegmans, and then. 10 to 20 would go to like all the little bottle shops like BTR Brews or like Brewed and Bottled up in Lewiston or, or it's a bottle of- When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Uh, I, I forget the order. 
but one of the two. You know, like yeah. those little yeah, yeah. shops you walk into that it just have a bunch of craft beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Usually buy like you know, so you get maybe like ten to twenty cases in there, and then sometimes like a couple bars buy like the actual canned packaging. So we could usually push like 120 to 140 in distribution, and then try to get the rest in this little cooler sold mm-hmm. in the tap room. Did you guys ever do bottles? No. 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 Uh, just we did one for, for Rock the Gates. Yeah, for Rock the Gates uh, release, we did we did those one time. They're dangerous. Doing <laughs> bottles is kind of a dame. Is if they explode. Oh as, really? Yeah. It's uh, yeah. With the can when we bought our canning line, um, he was explaining to me the guy who um, came to help us set it up just how they while they make canning lines as well or bottling lines but he said it just it could it could get real messy if one of the bottles breaks on bottling line you got to shut everything down make sure all the glass is cleaned up and uh so that's why i don't think you see a lot of bottles anymore i guess i never thought of it that way because yeah i mean especially with how pressurized beer is things could yeah fly all over yeah i don't the place. think you're out you'll ever see a fruited sour in a, in a bottle consumers had multiple instances of some low i won't name the beers yeah, yeah. But they get so mad when you talk about it but a lot of them exploded on the shelves so every once in a while you go into consumers you see a mess on the floor and it's somebody's beer that you know just exploded <laughs> i could just imagine with my forklift driving skills that if I was moving bottles around, it would not. It would not be uh, clean. It would be, be very messy. Every about once a month, I come in. There's like a new big scuff mark on the on the cooler. From yeah. all I, right, I yeah. look at all the dented cans, and I'm like, I oh, John to, was here. I have to beat the door shut. I get. I've gotten a lot better though. There's a big chunk. Very com- I, now. I'm confident. I get overconfident. Yeah, I, I, I saw it this morning. There's a big chunk missing in the cooler on the bottom left, and that's new. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. That's I've slowly over the last two years been <laughs> <laughs> ripping off the the installation. How many brewers are there here? Yeah. Uh, there's Matt's the head brewer. Um, I'm his assistant, and then we have another Matt, another guy named Matt. Uh, he's he does uh, cellaring and he's brewing as well now. Um, so there's three of us that are are here on the floor working um pretty much all the time yeah. yes yeah <laughs> what about it's an other amazing team too yeah yeah like yeah. I, we all, yeah the three of us together are very we work very well together i i would also just point out i mean i'm a huge fan of their beers you know ever since these guys kind of started as like a, a three-man team you can even see it in the ratings if you go to untapped like look at all the beers that we made from 2015 mm-hmm. up until uh 20 20 yeah 2020 and you look at from 2020 until today and it's like the difference of like a 3 to 3.5 rating to like a 4.1 really i mean it's a huge gap these guys are making incredible beers what do you what do you like account that up to um well i when i like i said i started in 2015 and mm-hmm. I, I was doing more i was only part-time i was an intern at first and i was only part-time and um and I was doing mostly keg washing and, you know, cleaning tanks and stuff. Um, and then once I came full time and Matt and it, it was just me and Matt here and we got we had a lot of time and I learned a lot from him. And then he, he, trial and error as well. Like I, I thought he knew everything and then not everything. But and then I'm like, oh, he he was learning as we went too, sure. and a lot of and we just I, I think back. 
some of the stuff that we did, I was like, oh, why did we do it that way? It was so, it wasn't the right way to do things. And then it's like, and I was even looking the other day, I was looking at old recipes. I was like, wow, we really adjusted. And the way we're doing things now is like very smooth and everything's coming out a lot better. So now there's just more time for you guys to be able to sit back and kind of critique yourself rather than just being overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's also friends with all the other brewers. So everybody that's taught, like right now he's at, a meeting at the Brewers Guild meeting. That's why I'm here, and they're you know they're talking and sharing, and you know I, the whole community. That's you know we're all learning from each other as well. So it's a very tight knit community. Yeah, I mean they all sing karaoke together on like Mondays, you know, or go bowling <laughs> or play. Yeah, Sports yeah, they're together. working on. Uh, I, the reason he was he he really had to be there was they're working on Beer Week. Uh, it's coming up, and right out it's after the Rock the Gates. Um. So it's like the third week of June. I think the 25th is the Brewers Fest mm-hmm. at Canal Side. So that's that's an important week that they're all working on right now. And when you see these guys at these uh, these beer fests and stuff, you see like all the brewers kind of just they all hang out and critique each other's mm-hmm. beer, but they also talk about like what they're doing and oh yeah, yeah. pick up techniques. I don't talk a lot there. I just listen. <laughs> I, I do more. That's I mostly listen. So what other what collabs have you guys done with other breweries? That's a great question. We've done some really good ones. We did. Um, the The most recent one is uh, with Gypsy, Wandering Gypsy, uh, Blue Lou Lemon. Yeah, that's the one you guys are. Our fruited sour. It's really good. Um, Who is this one with? Uh, Wandering Gypsy. Okay. Um, They're up in Ransomville. Oh, gotcha. And drive uh, middle of nowhere until you're lost. You're almost there. <laughs> we did. Um, <laughs> I'm blanking. Uh, you said you did one with well, first line, right? Yes. Fruit explosion. Yeah, we did fruit explosion with Eli, with, Fish. Um, Eli Fish. That that was a big one, yeah. and we're doing it again, I believe. That one sold off shelves in like an hour. Like yeah. as soon as we That's put insane. it on the consumers, yeah. Uh, the it was the logo was really cool. It looks like a gushers, oh, gushers sweet. pack. So it was a fruited sour. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, yeah and now that now that every '90s kid can drink, right. they're like gushers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because I I was actually at Wegman's talking to the beer coordinator about how mad they were that they didn't get their hands on it because it sold out too fast. I'm like, well, I'll get you another thing, and I, we got like 10, 20 cases left. And then as I was sitting there, um, there was a team of beer geeks that were hunting for it. Mm. There was like a team of like five or seven people and they were like and they came up to the beer brett and they were like do you guys have the the gushers beer and i'm sitting there and i'm you know the 12 gates rap hearing this <laughs> you know watching a team of people going to each wegmans trying to buy them out of it and that's how like clicky and you know that's it's another wild. one we learn you know through talking with adam from eli fish we adopted some of the things he was doing for his sours and he he swept the board and won the governor's cup the year before at the um at the new york state brewers what is that called i was at yeah the association the um competition and um so obviously we're going to listen to him Mm -hmm. and you know we used some things he does and it improved our sours a lot um so how do it was delicious too? Yeah, yeah. So how do collaborations work? Like what are, what are the back end processes? Is it you guys get into one of your breweries and just brew together, or is it you're brewing part of it, they're brewing part of it, and it's blending? Like what's that process like? Uh, yeah, it's usually uh, they come here and or we go there and um and we brew and so a lot of it will be here because we have a larger mm-hmm. system and 
we could make more. Um, so the, most of them have been here. But yeah, they come here for the day, and usually um, the, the top guys hitting out at the bar and drink while I do the work. So perfect. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. <laughs> and then I try to sneak back and listen to that and give and sneak in for a beer with them. But yeah, no, but I, I'm half joking. They everybody helps out. Sure. Yeah, they, it's usually like we'll buy the ingredients, we'll make it all, and then we'll split the bill. Gotcha. You know, and, and then these guys make it, but they kind of come up with the ingredients and the technique and processes together. So now from your end, though, is that like when you get something that is in demand like that, how are you allocating? Because, I mean, everyone hears the term allocation and everyone gets all weirded out about it, especially in the whiskey world. But Allocation you, has a specific meaning in, in distribution. Yeah, so like how do you do that for a beer that's in demand like that? So allocation is the the right word because I'll have I'll meet with the broom master and I'll say how many are you making and he'll say I made 120 cases I've got 10 half kegs and I've got uh, 12 sixtals and it's my job to go place them and then the important ones I don't want to say the important ones but like the larger accounts usually get allocation so they get first dibs on mm-hmm. it because they'll sell it the fastest. Sure. So consumers, I think they, they were allocated 40. Wegmans was allocated uh, 40. And I went to each Wegmans and said, how many do you want? One store took two cases. One store took eight. One store took six. You know, and it just added up to 40. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as it gets to the, the distributor's warehouse, it almost gets uh, placed in another room and then it gets shipped straight off. And then the, the rest of it is kind of just whoever grabs it first. And the problem with, with Fruit Explosion was uh, the allocation went to consumers, but it didn't go to Wegmans. So they should have had first dibs, but it sat in the warehouse. And then when it went live inventory is what it's called, everybody just you know grabbed it. Mm. And I almost didn't even have to sell it. Like People were just taking it. Sure. So even though it was spoken for, it didn't get allocated. And the people kind of like took it so that the people who had dibs on it didn't get it. And that was, was a whole issue. But interesting. It's a good problem to have when sure. everybody's just trying to buy your beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's job security. Right. And then the next sour that we came out with, you know, just went like that. Because mm-hmm. then everybody was like, well, I didn't get it the last time, so I got to get it first this time. Do you guys ever think you'll redo the Gushers? Oh, yeah. We're, we're doing it. We're brewing it again. Oh. Yeah, like very soon. It's like a tropical yeah. gushers instead of like the main fruits. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what what he's planning on using for fruit wise, but I know the base beer will be very similar, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's a collab again. That's exciting. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Good for you guys. So what other? So we have Eli Fish. We have um, Wandering Gypsy. Those are the most recent. We did first, first line. line with first line last summer. Um, I that's that's a more of a mat thing. Mm-hmm. I um. I just do what I'm told. So uh, Matt comes up with it. It's usually like, um, I'm sure, uh, we did one with uh, Windy Brew as well. Oh, that, okay. that was a drunken conversation between Matt and Russ. <laughs> and then they forgot they had the conversation. And then later the, later the weekend, they're having another, they're having the same conversation. So you guys realize you were repeating your, like, and they're like, oh, yeah. So they did they did a beer together. The um, uh, I wouldn't be. Oh, we that's, we tapped it. it was, I think it was the United Ukraine hmm. beer they did together, and I then also with Santor as well. Uh, we did uh, West Shore. Every every one of these like little festivals and beer things, it always seems that 
uh, West Shore and 12 Gates get put next to each other. Oh, yeah. You know, so. We did, actually, we did one um, last year. Yeah, it was last year. It was um, a raspberry chocolate Hefeweizen or something. Uh, Yeah. That, yeah, that one went fast, though. I was I was I wasn't at there. They we they did that at West Shore, hmm. and I remember Matt saying that it was uh, it was a fun brew day. Is there any like I'm sure that there are, but when you're going to a festival like that, is there any discussions on who you want to be put next to, or are they just putting you next to somebody that's beer kind of tastes like yours, or you I collab feel like with? It's random, okay. But it always seems to be the same places. They might do it more like like. Like I said, geographical. Volume, I feel like I'm saying using the word geographical wrong. <laughs> uh, like, but like, like where you are close to who you're actually your brewery is close to. Oh, okay. So like, I know like the last one I was at. I I haven't. I don't go to them as as often as I'd like. But the last one I was at, we were near Santora's and West Shore, and they're pretty close to us here. Mm-hmm. I'm also terrible with directions, too. So. <laughs> you know, you, you might be onto something there because it does seem like all the Williamsville ones get yeah. put in a spot. And then, like, I see, like, the the Buffalo set, the, the more, like... The flying bison, yeah. the yes. big ditches. Yeah. Which probably makes yeah. sense. I mean, if you're, a cons- yeah. Yeah, if you're a consumer and you're going and you're trying yours and you go to the next booth and it's Josh from West Shore and you're like, oh, you're right next to them, I'll go to you guys next because I'm going to be in 12 Gates' area anyway, so I might as well go there. Yeah. So that, I guess that does make sense from a consumer standpoint. Hey, good job, guys, yeah. if that's yeah. actually how you're doing I hope it. so. Yeah, it's like, it's like someone who planned it, it or something. Yeah. I do always get stuck next to Josh. <laughs> and he's always late, you know. I hope he's listening. <laughs> he's a riot, too. He's a one man. Sh- he's a one man show over there, though. He's trying to sell it, you know, brew it, mm-hmm. keep the place open, bartends. Like he's, I love Josh. It's great. So, how many total employees do you have here? We talked about the brewers, um, but like everybody else, are we talking ten, twenty? I couldn't give you the exact number. I I know that there was he now with summer coming and um, outdoor sir. Uh, he he hired a bunch of servers. So um, I know cooks wise, we have two or three cooks. Okay. Um, it's probably somewhere around 15. Yeah, it, lead bartenders is only like three or four. And then you know, a lot of servers. Yeah, so maybe like 20, mm-hmm. safely 20 to 30. Sure. All together. That's pretty sweet. And you guys have merch hanging all around here. Yeah. Um, what? It's a very expansive merch selection. I mean, you got everything from like sweatshirts to pullovers to uh, T-shirts, hats, like everything. Those sweatpants Kevin, are extremely comfortable. Yeah. Like some of the most comfortable sweatpants I've ever yeah the sweater there, there's a sweater up there that's like wearing PJs it's that one right there yeah like that's I live awesome. in it. every day when I when I come into the um, the tap room or the oh my gosh the brewery yeah. everybody's got that sweater on it's just that comfortable yeah oh yeah what uh you can only buy them here though right merch or yeah. can you buy them on okay no, cool just here. just here but the the owner Kevin Laylock his sister owns the a t-shirt company, a printing company. Oh, okay. So she makes them for him. We get a good deal. That's awesome. Well, I hope so. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Good for you guys. So we you should probably... another beer, by the way? I mean, I'll take one. Yeah. I'll try me... another one. What, what else? So we, we just had the... What is it called again? This is the Blue Lou Lemon. Blue Lou Lemon. Lavender Lemon Sour. Blue Lou. Blue Lou, not yeah. Lulu. Correct. They'd right. get sued for that. Yeah. Um, Almost skirt, immediately. Skirting on that lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. Right in the last. I was nervous because they didn't. They put the the wide right and no goal oh, on yeah. their store, and then we were 
package we got that label in the next day after that was in the news i'm like oh no i hope this isn't bad <laughs> so we did we, we disavow what's another one that you would suggest that we try after trying that one i would probably just tell you to try the moonlight fog because that's kind of like our pride and joy right now okay. we're really trying to push it and it's also uh, kind of the base for what our days series is mm-hmm. based off of uh matt had come up with a really good base if you will that has a really creamy mouthfeel and it's got certain ingredients that we're kind of trying to keep you know using and uh it's, I, it's double dry hopped and it usually just changes the hop profile and that makes creates a new release sure so the but the moonlight fog has kind of been the one that was like the most popular and the biggest hit and sold through the tap room the fastest so and it's what style of beer new england new england, england. okay yeah so can I try a super small amount? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Just put this yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. good. Live your life. It's America. I'll take I'll take one as well. Sure. There we go. Let's all crush them. Let's do this. <laughs> so the discussions behind the scenes are on creating a new beer. It has to be challenging, right? Because how do you get to a point where you're not repeating recipes? Um goodness. Do you want to calm down a little bit? I'm sorry. It's it's more it's not challenging. It's fun it's part of why you do it just you could come up with like i wonder how these hops go together i wonder and you know you just or a lot like you think of a name and it's like well what can i do based off that Mm, name and gotcha like sometimes i'll think of a flavor i'm like i want to try to make the beer taste like this i want to i was thinking of a lunchbox shot you you guys ever have a Mm -hmm. lunch i was like oh let's try to make it i was like let's try to make a new england ip that tastes like that then i realized oh Never mind. That's kind of what this one, this other beer tastes like. Sure. That, I, but, um, thank you, sir. Appreciate it. We thank could, you. yeah. So, it's a lot of just playing with with different ingredients. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you tried. The, I've used this before. I've used um, this style of hops before. So let's see how this they work together with this yeast. Um, and then when something new comes out, um, there was. Um, a yeast strand that came out over the winter called um, Cosmic Punch, and um, it, we we brewed a pilot batch with that to try it out. Um, it produced these flavors called thiols. They're um, more like passion fruit. Okay. And um, so we played with that a little bit, and it was also a different style of brewing. Um, with you were using mash hops. And you wanted to use certain hops in the mash that weren't going to add to the bitterness because it's New England. You don't want to have a bitter New England. So there, things like that is how we're. So it's not really. Um, we're never handcuffed. Sure. We could, we'd always play, and it's beer too. So it's like you want to. St- you need to stay to the style, but at the same time, it's all you're trying to have fun with mm-hmm. it and makes. If you if we're having fun making it and enjoying it, then hopefully that parlays to people drinking it yeah sure it'll show in the product well yeah. thank you guys appreciate appreciate Cheers. that i'm excited for this yeah. Cheers. this is uh, our flagship or our new flagship here now when you say that's really good when you say new flagship do you have to like mentally are you reaching a milestone of sales before you call it a flagship or are you putting it in the like brewing it and you're like this is going to be what we want to stand on it's funny you say that i think the the one of the owners, Kevin, his son came up with the name, and we all just really liked the name. Mm-hmm. You know, that was like number one. And then we tasted the liquid, and we all fell in love with the liquid. 
and then everybody in the tap room fell in love with the liquid and then the sales were there and then that's kind of when we said let's let's make it again let's get behind it the first batch of moonlight sorry the first batch of moonlight fog we we thought it was a one-off and i th- and uh we got these there was like there was a shortage of um just like pro- this uh you know, like when you get a sticker, you take the sticker off the wrapper, and it's like plastic or it's paper. Yeah. Yep. So there was a shortage of the plastic, so we were getting we had these paper labels, and it was just awful, awful canning day. And at the end of the canning day, there was maybe about twenty cases of labels left. Matt's like, "It's, it's a one-off. We're never burning this again. Just throw it out. Get these labels. Just get them away from us." Because we were so frustrated. <laughs> Threw it out, and then it sold out. And they're like, "All right, we're brewing it again." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, and now we got good labels though for it, but it was it, it was never meant to be. It was only meant to be a one-off, wasn't right? It? So it just checked all those boxes, and it's like we might as well run with this because everybody likes it, and right. clearly everybody else in the stores like it too. Right. So let's just make it a flagship. And then it won an award, you know. And, yeah. And our uh, our untapped ratings are great on it. Yeah. What is the percentage? Six point nine. Okay. How often do people... You could crush this. I oh, have yeah. to look. <laughs> I know, you got to be careful. It's like a tropical mimosa, I tell people. Oh, yeah. Good call. Like, How often do you guys look at untapped ratings or base your beers off of ratings on untapped? They would answer that differently than I would. Sure. The the brew guys, they hate them. You know? um, no, I don't hate them. <laughs> I just... Matt does. <laughs> you know. I... Yeah, I, I don't... I try not to uh, look, but and then you look and then you see bad. You scroll and you you stop at the bad ones. You, right? Like, yeah. Why that guy? Only, what, let me see why that guy only gave a two star. So I try not to get. It's like reading bad. Yeah, guys absolutely. Hundred percent. Well, they'll say like I don't like IPAs, and then they give you a one star. You're like, well, if you, you're supposed to rate the IPA as it is an IPA, right? You're not supposed to tell me what your preference is, and that's really kind of like tearing everybody's you know reviews down but yeah people um, are literally the worst yeah i like a lager this ipa sucks I mean, it's like, well, obviously right. that's that we see those every yeah, single day it's gotta be annoying. so annoying before <laughs> i worked in a brewery when i'd use untapped it would just be to remember like oh yeah like let me just oh sure and i just like i didn't think of i didn't put stars based i just did it real quick so like the next day i'd be like oh yeah i was at this beer event and i tried these beers so I, I don't know how many people are doing that, and they don't realize like when you don't give a good rating or mm-hmm. just because you're doing it really quick, it you could be hurting a bottom, business. bottom line. Yeah, yeah, you could be hurting bottom line. But yeah. also, that's kind of the, the you know the, the part of the game. Sure, it's still an even playing field. Yeah, I mean that person giving the two is going to give a two to everybody's yeah. beers. Right. So, you know, if you get enough ratings, at least it puts them back up. Yeah, but. Uh, as for the the owners, like the Twelve Gates owners and the investors, they're heavily into it. I mean, they really oh, that's cool. They look they look at that like daily. And they say, you know, oh, our ratings are above this on this beer. Like, you know, everybody, let's get behind it, or you know, tell all your friends about this beer. And and that's actually why we started doing this one because it just had really good ratings. Is that common that the owners are that? invested in untapped or is it just because of who those people are it yeah. should be common right you should it is if you, yeah. if you own something you should want it to be the best thing you it possibly could be right we have text chains and email chains and they talk about it all yeah. the time if if they're not here drinking a beer you know they'll be emailing about the untapped rating or they'll that's really cool yeah so they really take it personally 
That's awesome. So festival-wise, we, we talked that we have the New York State Brewers Fest coming up. From your side, how do you determine which beer you want to be there? Are, are you going staples? Or are you going, these people know beer, let's try to bring, throw them a curveball? Like, what, what, are you, what are you thinking about? Yeah, it's all those things. You know, we, we've been trying to bring Moonlight Fog because every time we bring it, you know, everybody tastes it and says, oh, this is the best beer I've had in this entire festival. And we're like, yes. You know? <laughs> so, and, and we love that. But then also I'll probably have maybe like a, like a chocolate banana really didn't get a whole lot of distribution just because, like I said, it came out in a time where everybody was making so much beer. Mm-hmm. So we really had to focus on like selling our distributors like four, but we had eight, you know? Sure. So sometimes we'll grab one of those kegs and those are usually our most popular you know, like um, we bring the the oddball one, the, the most random flavor we can come up with, like chocolate banana. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it kind of like it it is intriguing. It says, oh, I've seen 100 IPAs. I've seen 20 sours. But they have a chocolate banana Hefeweizen. Yeah. You know, so we try to kind of play that angle. Sure. Be that's the unique cool. one. And that's how we pick. Do you plan to brew it then like? days or weeks before that in anticipation for that event or is it all just whatever we have no it's it's also like a lot will be like what it's releasing so like if okay summer days is coming out and we want people to know it it's out there and like we want people to buy the cans so it's like yeah let's sure. bring summer days to it uh that that goes into it too i would imagine um yeah i remember the blueberry danish that when the last year's the blueberry danish we kicked it at the last Brewers um, Fest, and then we did, and then the cans went right after. That was that. I want to say that put us on the map a little bit for our sour game. Everybody just kind of thought like, "Hey, Twelve Gates sour game is elevated." Oh, cool! And it was really the Blueberry Danish that kind of got people into the whole hmm. mindset of, "Wow, Matt Gordon makes amazing sours," and it was because we did the the canal side one yeah oh sweet yeah that that we sold out of that very fast the entire canal side was walking around with purple glasses yeah. and they were coming back with like third and fourth helpings <laughs> we're like there are three thousand beers here you know or three thousand people 500 beers yeah. and yeah. everybody's got a purple glass that's know, amazing and we're out that's really cool and then sales went through the roof yeah. So where are we located? I don't ever think we said the address, just so people can figure out where we actually are. 80? 80 Earhart Drive? 80 Earhart Drive. I, don't, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just I, I was like, I know it off the top of my head. And this is Williamsville, right? Yeah. Consider Williamsville? Okay, cool. And then what are your hours normally in social media presence? So I believe we open a 4 Tuesday. Tuesday through Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. 4 to 10? Or is it 4 to... Uh, it's just way past my bedtime. So. Like four to ten. <laughs> yeah, four to ten, and then uh, Fridays uh, noon. Friday, Saturday is noon to midnight. I believe eleven. Eleven, 11. and then um, Sunday is twelve to five. I think. Good deal. And then social media, it's Twelve Gates Brewing yeah. on Instagram, correct? Instagram, Facebook. Twelve, the number twelve, right? Not twelve. Spelled yeah, one. Out. The two, number twelve, not no. not mm-hmm. spelled out. And then uh, website. 12gatesbrewing.com. Do you have, on the website, is there an area for people to find your beers? I mean, if you're in Buffalo, just go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so not the accounts, because if if a bar brought in one of our beers and they kicked it in two days Mm -hmm. and we put it on our website, we'd be sending people there and they'd be disappointed. True. So as much as I would love to do that, 
that would just be a nightmare, especially like Moonlight Fog. If I put that on drafts somewhere, somebody like an account buys a sixth of it, they'll sell that out in a night. Sure. You know, yeah. Somebody goes Friday, they're loving it. And somebody else goes Saturday, they're like, well, you said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Right. Anything else that we didn't talk about that you guys want to touch on before we close it out? Um, I mean, Rock the Gates coming up yeah upcoming the, events you got yeah, that big, giant music festival i wouldn't mind uh 12 gates of uh, oh yeah we do the 12 christmas. days of christmas too uh oh, 12, cool. yeah that's that's a those those are uh rough weeks um <laughs> not roughly so i shouldn't say it like that i mean it's fun like we're talking about creating new stuff so we come up with 12 different beers for each day of december the first 12 days of december that's rough you can be honest it's rough that's a lot of work <laughs> uh, for the brew guys but it's still it's yeah. Not, yeah it is but it's fun at the same time for the beer drinkers it's it, rough on your liver yeah right? um yeah and then so if you come in all 12 days and get one of each one uh you get a, your stamp and then at the end you win you win a price you win um like you a shirt i did it Oh, sweet. I did the 12 Days of Christmas. And then it usually culminates in our anniversary party, uh, 12-12. Mm-hmm. And um, then, like, this year's going to end with birthdays. It's going to be the ending. I don't, I don't want to talk about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's the end of our day series, birthdays. It's nice. going to end this year. So that's we're going to start probably coming up with the other six months out. We're going to probably start coming up with um, our other 11 beer ideas. Sure for that now and but that, then. they get really creative it's yeah. actually kind of cool yeah like we did, did a uh, s'mores we, one that was awesome ooh. we did a josh jags cereal one that was fun that was just random i was mm-hmm. walking the stars like let's throw i sent him a picture let's throw this in a, in a beer it was cool too cool, they did a, a bitter pill which was it, it was nice because sometimes you know all these trends in the market go towards like the new england's the sweet flavors the fruitiness and then they can kind of get back to some of the hey remember when ips first came out and they're all super bitter and piney you know and yeah, yeah. it's a landscaping bush yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, <laughs> so they can kind of get into some, some really cool um, i'm trying to remember beer flavors yeah we we do uh we did a habanero ipa it was, um, it was the s'mores one. Yeah. That was so good. Every um, Irishman is just like, I'm sorry, what? Dude, I get so excited when I hear a habanero in, yeah. or jalapeno in I beer. Remember, yeah. Um, so he, fun. That's so intense. Him and his friend have a tradition on Veterans Day. They do a beer together for it. Um, yeah, so because Matt's a veteran. So, yeah, that that's a big, big week for us, too. We, I I dread it, but I look forward to yeah. it at the same time. Like I'm a, I started thinking about it the other day about, okay, start coming up with some stuff. Um, that's cool. There's also a cool little game. Speaking of veterans, that we play in the tap room, it's a uh, the challenge coin game. Hmm. So everybody that participates, and you can get them. They're like 15 bucks, and half of it goes to um, uh, charity. Half the money that you pay for this, but everybody in the tap room keeps this in their pocket. And then if you forget to bring it, you got to buy the round. Oh, that's cool. So it's it's kind of developed into this. There's a whole story about like challenge coins and like how they got started in the military. But because we're so veteran, you know, heavy, and you can see the flags mm-hmm. on the ceiling. We try to keep all the branches except Space Force. Not yet. Not but yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's if if you come in here and you get started on this, you'll see that almost everybody in the tap room plays this, and I've never not brought this. But um, do you have yours right now? I I. 
I Looks didn't like know I was allowed to. Friend. I didn't want to steal. I, I didn't know I was allowed to buy. <laughs> people who I thought it was like only veterans were allowed to have the coins. Yeah, well, if you're so if you're military, typically you have your own challenge coin. Right. It'd be like your own branches, and they've got a thousand of them for every little. Th- if you go into the Panama Canal, like Coast Guard gives you a challenge coin because you cross into the Panama Canal. You know, like they give them for every sort of thing. But if you're in the military and you bring your challenge coin, it would outrank mine because I'm just a civilian. Sure. So if I brought mine out and he brought his out and he was in the military, I now owe him. So there's like mm-hmm. rules to it. Or um, the owners, they have one that says owner on it. Oh, cool. So if, if I challenge him, he outranks me if he has his coin. But they always forget their coins. So I always get them to <laughs> buy me around. That's awesome. And anywhere we go out in public, um, where if we run into each other at a bar, like... It's the challenge coin thing. That's sweet. So it's, it's kind of a cool game that we play in the tap room. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. I I was afraid to to do it because I thought it was only veterans do it. I oh was, no, that's the civilian. I didn't one. want to steal steal valor. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the one where you're the you're the lowest man yeah. on the totem pole. I felt but you're still guilt. participating. I didn't know about those coins. I felt real guilty one time. Uh, a guy came and he he was here to get a coin, and I had no idea what he was talking about. I was like, yeah, you got to come back at four. And then when they explained it to me, I was like, oh, I didn't, oh man, I didn't mean to do that. I just sent a vet, I just sent a vet away. I was like chasing him down the street. I felt so bad. Okay. Well, guys, thank you so much for your time. If you want to go buy tickets to their event coming up, you can check the link down in the description, and then you can get your ticket. Then it's going to be a good time. Bands all the time, basically from yes. noon until yeah. 11. It's always a good time. Even yeah. last year with the rain. Last year we got stuck with the rain with it, and it still turned out to be like an amazing time. Yeah, yeah we've got we've got Crash playing. They're um, like a big local sensation, mm-hmm. really good original band. Um, Unleash the Lion. They're a uh, Pearl Jam tribute band. Applejack, which is a '70s rock classic. You know, they do the Kiss Van Halen stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brothers Elsie, which is, I guess, managed by one of the members of the Glorious Sons, and then the Glorious Sons. So Sweet. they're like the big national act. Yeah. I'm pretty proud that we have them. That's awesome. Good man. deal. That's really cool. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Go check them out. Come down to 12 Gates. Try some of their beer. Uh, you will not be disappointed. So thank you guys. Appreciate thank you it. Guys. Cheers. Cheers. Time inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.